Yeah, we do. <laughs> so here are the topics I was thinking about tonight. Um, do we even want to mention Ilya Kovalchuk? No. Okay, scratching that off the list. <laughs> so I guess uh, I guess we're ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Five, go. four, three, two, three, and two, one. One. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is David O'Shea, and welcome back to the Happy Hour, episode two of season two. It is a stormy night over here in New York. Uh, it is June twenty seventh, and uh, I'm. Always joined by Beth. It's partly cloudy here in Virginia. <laughs> Ashley. It's also rainy here in Ontario. And Veronica. It is a beautiful night in Vancouver, oh. and the sun is not scheduled to set for another like three hours. Oh my God. Isn't That's that right. awesome? I know. Jeez, how lucky you have to be. Can't believe it. So, um,. Yeah, trying to think, uh, got all sorts of news to talk about, all sorts of fun things, and one really not fun thing. But we're going to start right now with a fun thing. Uh, Le Canadien de Montréal uh, made their mm -hmm. qualifying made their qualifying offers to a few players, and to not some players, as it is usually said in English. Um, <laughs> that was the most beautifully constructed sentence, Dave. So hey, well I'm done. telling you, I'm telling you, I took speech therapy and it's paying wonders. Uh, so, <laughs> offers were made to Philip Deneau, Jacob Delarose, Michael McCarron, and what? Kirby Reichel. No, I like okay. that one. Don't sound surprised. I like, it's good. I like Reichel. Yeah. I do very much. I don't think we got McCarran? to see enough of him last year. I think this is McCarron's last ditch effort. Like this is his last chance to prove whether or not he's, you know, the fourth line center that we want. Yeah. I was that surprised was by that one. one, but I am I don't know, I have this weird soft spot for him and I feel like it's just because people have been so down on him literally since the second they made that pick. And I just, I want him to be good so badly. And I feel like he's at times had all the different pieces and just never had it all together at the right time at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he was able to, he figured out the skating piece and then he figured out the toughness piece and then he figured out the play piece, but it's never all been at the same time. Right. No, I can, I can definitely uh, agree with that uh, sentiment for sure. Um, yeah, with McCarron, because I've, I've been to quite a few of the AHL games, and that's where I mostly uh, see McCarron. And the one thing that I always overhear people say in the stands is, holy crap, that guy's huge. Mm -hmm. And it's true, because, yeah, he's a big boy. But, yeah, it's such a weird thing, because he goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down between the NHL and the AHL. And I really don't know... Um, what to make of him but the reason he probably got an offer and uh some other people didn't is because i don't think any of the other ones are centermen really if i'm not mm. correct because the people that did not get offers if we can jump to that quick you know not to ignore philip deno and jacob de la rose congratulations boys you know welcome yeah. and stick around yeah mm. love it. and congratulations to jacob de la rose uh his yeah. national uh football team Soccer, football, you know. That's right. Uh, advanced. 
with Germany losing to South Korea today. Holy crap. Anyway, back to the qualifying offers. <laughs> um, Logan Shaw did not get a qualifying offer, which I'm, eh, whatever. I'm indifferent to that. Uh, so it was Logan Shaw, Daniel Carr, Jeremy Gregoire, and then defenseman Tom Parisi and goaltender Zachary Fucali. Oh. Dave, did you uh, cry? Dave, be honest. Yeah, be, I'm sorry, be honest. Dave. <sighs> Zach Fucali. I mentioned it in a podcast in the past, but uh, I watched the <sighs> I watched the Ice Caps <laughs> take on the Crunch in Syracuse, and uh, Zach was on the bench, and I was the lone Habs person in a regiment specialized <laughs> jersey for the Ice Caps, and I I waved at him. And he winked at me, and then he skated off. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Zachary, such a sweet boy. My son. He's a sweet boy. I don't have our little brother type of person. But no, <laughs> I fell in love with Zach Fucali. I mentioned this uh, on uh, on Twitter, too, is that he uh, was so damn good at the World Junior Championship in uh, 2015. Uh, yeah. Like a shutout goalie in almost like all the games that he played and you know he won gold for Canada in that tournament and I was like the Habs picked him up I'm like good that's gonna be our boy but unfortunately it hasn't really you know panned out all that well with uh, Zach Fukeli because he has a lot of competition especially with um oh my god uh Lindgren yeah Lindgren from uh, St. Cloud there because Lindgren is also incredibly good so you know, well and I think that's things. probably what made Fukali, that and that Michael McNiven, I think those two kind of made Fukali expendable. Right. Mm-hmm. They've just outplayed him consistently. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Sadly. I'm hoping that he doesn't get picked up only because then he'd be a great piece probably to uh, ship out and acquire more picks later or another player or something like that. But, you know, that's all speculation. So that's my thing on Zach Fukali. The other kid mm-hmm. I liked that I'm sad about is Daniel Carr. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. now, how are we going to yeah. start the car anymore? <laughs> we can't do it anymore. It's so sad. And Daniel no. Carr, I really liked, and I have a soft spot for him too, because in 2014, he played at Union College, and Union College is a local college in Albany. And his team in 2014 won uh, the UCAA championship. And I'm like, oh, how awesome. And then the Habs picked him up. I'm like, I know that kid. So I followed him <laughs> from that point on and uh of all the qualifying offers i thought daniel carr was the most surprising to not get one but you know then you look at philip deno jacob del rose michael mccarron three centers and then kirby reichel of course i'm like i can see how the logic panned out for that that's the thing right like i totally agree i liked him as a player and i think he probably if the team were in a different position, he would deserve a qualifying offer. He deserves one. Anyway, there just isn't the space for him. He's not, we don't need another, right. I think he's a right winger. We don't need another one of those. He's not going to crack the lineup, unfortunately, with what we've already got. And so there's just not a place for him. Right. Yeah, no, that's totally true. It is the sad reality that we live in as hockey fans. Sometimes exactly. our favorite low ball players will not be with us t- forever. <laughs> That's sad. But yeah, uh, qualifying offers. So congratulations again to Philip Deneau, Jacob De La Rose, Michael McCarron, and Kirby Wright. Yes. And Yay. yeah, let's see how it pans out because now uh, the Habs have 18.6 in the, in the pot right now for money for whatever they want to spend it on. Yeah. And I know. Yeah. Yeah. You would know Veronica. 
And I think this <laughs> is a perfect time for us to segue into a thing that we would like to tall, call JT's Sexy Time Hour. That's right. So let's talk about JT now. Wow, what a freaking... I, I didn't know teams did this sort of thing with players, at least this stringently, that the media would be like, okay, uh, San Jose is on the clock for two hours to pitch... You know, oh, San God. Jose to uh, JT, and I'm like, wow, man, they're really I've just, so much, I've, so much. I've been laughing to myself this whole week. I have to say, ever since you, um, yeah, me wow. laughing to myself since Sunday when um, sort of everybody was falling all over themselves to tweet out who's going to be talking to JT and who are the teams that he's going to you know, whatever, consider. And, you know, first up is the Toronto Maple Leafs and second up <laughs> is, you know, and they were in there for two hours and they were in there for, and first of all, these guys aren't even allowed to film the building where John Tavares is sitting there. I imagine he's been carried in by these guys, like, you know, like, I don't know, like he, he's being fed grapes while he walks into this building. And <laughs> I I have not been able to stop laughing. Like the Toronto Maple Leafs, by all accounts, put together a promotional video. I want to see to... it so bad. <laughs> oh my god! And and you know, talking about the Bruins who were in there for however long and whatever. I'm just thinking, what are these people saying to this guy? What are they saying to him? Um, the second part that has made me laugh is sort of the uh, speed at which Montreal media and Montreal fans, uh, not for the most part, but a lot of them have started to talk about how, you know, well, it's over and whoever is reasonable never thought that John Ferris would ever even consider the Montreal Canadiens and et cetera, et cetera. And it's just been sort of this, like, you know, it, it, it kind of feeds off itself on Twitter and social media and everything. Yesterday I decided I'm not looking at social media anymore. I look at it occasionally because I get notifications about my DMS and everything else, but everybody is going mad over this John Tavares thing. And it just makes me, it just, uh, I want to ignore it because the notion that Montreal should be ignored, like the the whole narrative about Montreal being, well, you know, Montreal should be uh, sort of, what's the word? They, they, they have been ignored and they should feel almost ashamed for the, for the reasons that they're being ignored. First of all, I do not believe that they're being ignored. I believe, me, myself, that the reason that Montreal isn't going to Los Angeles to put on a parade for John Tavares is because John Tavares already knows that Montreal has 18 million and change, and change. in cap space, Point considering taking into consideration Carey Price's next contract already They've got all of this money that they can play with. They they have, you know, they already have everything that they can have to offer to John Tavares. So that's why they're not there 
putting on this like dog and pony show and ingratiating themselves to John Tavares because all they have to do is say, here you go. We've got this money. It's yours. It's got your name on it. You get to come to Montreal. Um, you get to uh, come to a city that, uh, first of all, we are, we, we need, we, we have a, a desperate need at center. You can fulfill it. You will be the hero. You get to play with Shea Weber, who was already rumored to have been seen with John Tavares in Montreal in recent weeks. And you get to play with Carrie Price, who has been, you know, I don't care. Everybody is judging Montreal based on last season. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is that within Montreal, when they're talking about other teams, they completely discount bad seasons. They don't, they don't care about a, a one-off here or there uh, within those teams during past seasons. It, they're so quick to judge Montreal, and there's so, sort of this, uh, I hate the word, but there's sort of this self-loathing that comes that is in Montreal when um, you're talking about hockey and you don't sort of flip the coin when it comes to other teams. Well, Boston, blah, blah, blah. They're awesome because they had one good year, et cetera, et cetera. And John Tavares wants to win. So he wants to go where he wants to win. Now, John Tavares wants to sign a multi multi-year deal and uh, CJ Cap. Castleman, who I don't know if anybody else follows him on Twitter, but he's an excellent follow. And he just said, you know, everybody's talking about John Tavares and his win now and he wants to win a Stanley Cup now and everything else. Just last year, so like, look at what um, um, the Colorado Avalanche did. They had an excellent year after having a terrible year. And you cannot judge a team on one year alone. We still have the best goalie on the planet and if you're talking about uh john tavares wanting to stay in brooklyn because that's where he's always been because that is what history dictates to us he he still won't have a goalie no in brooklyn what has lou lamarillo done in that regard the reason that Lou Lamorello and his cohorts are in L.A. participating in this parade for John Tavares is because they don't have a sure thing here. They're not a sure thing here. The reason that they're pleading their case along with the other teams is because they're not a sure thing. And why is Dallas there? Huh? Yeah. Like Dallas? Because they need more forwards and less <laughs> defense. Apparently, oh, like Dallas last year, last year, Bob McKenzie was talking about John Tavares and what he was going to be looking for um, in this upcoming year uh, when he signed his his new contract. And he said that John Tavares, he literally said, I don't have the verbatim in front of me, but I'm confident that he did say John Tavares wants to play in a hockey market. First of all, that's not Dallas. Second of all, he is looking, uh, it's almost like the the Brendan Gallagher uh, article today Mm. where he was talking about Mm. where you want to play where hockey matters. And if you cannot 
take the pressure. Too bad for you. If you can take the pressure and put the pressure on yourself, if you put enough pressure on yourself, then you don't care about the pressure that other people put on you. And, and this is a guy who's played on Team Canada who is friends with Carrie Price and Shea Weber, and I've been talking for way too long. I'm sorry. It's all true, though. It's all true, and this is all a part of my plan. Yes. I'm telling you. <laughs> yes. The more that everybody talks about the possibilities, which are absolutely laughable, of John Tavares selecting the Dallas Stars or the San Jose Sharks, who another guy that I work with, I work with, and he has played hockey semi-professionally, and he's sort of very knowledgeable. He said the San Jose Sharks. Like, these guys don't just not have a winning culture. They don't even have a culture. Well, like if of beards. <laughs> Beard culture is quite strong. And they, they do very good naked. Oh, yes. Like, they do I, naked very well. I didn't want to mention it, but I guess Veronica had to. <laughs> yes, we do some very good naked things. All right? Damn it. Jeez. But, naked, bearded uh, men running around. And John uh, Liu today mentioned John after, Liu. like, yeah, after a day full of, John oh, my Liu. God, uh, you know, uh, John Tavares won't even consider the Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Canadiens should, should be ashamed at how far they've fallen John because he's not even going to listen to them. Uh, no, John Liu said oh. he kind of snuck it in there kind of sneakily about how um, these guys are going uh, – um, Yes, John Tavares is listening to these two last teams who are pitching to him today. And also, there are some phone calls that are going on with a couple of other undisclosed sort of subterfuge teams. Which, hello, that sounds like Mark Bergevin's yeah. music. It's like, what That's the hell is that banana doing it. there by the phone? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ring, 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 ring. John, this banana's for you. <laughs> no, but um, so more to that point, and all that's uh, really good. I also don't think that the Habs are out of the JT contest. They just didn't want to, yeah, like you said, they didn't want to put on a dog and pony show in freaking L.A. Why is this happening had better in things L.A. To do. too? Like, is it just in like neutral ground? You know the funny thing? No, because the Kings are there. I thought they were talking to me. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, it was the Sharks. I'm, it's California. It's dumb. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, California doesn't have a song. Wait, do they? California, California. is dumb. <laughs> I mean, San has Francisco good has a song. What? I don't want. The Rice Aroni. The Rice Aroni. Yeah, the Rice Aroni song. <laughs> no, no, not and the Rice And the Full House theme song. Aroni. Well, I'm like thinking of the Steve. San Francisco tree. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's. Damn it. Oh, I gotta. Oh, this is gonna bother me so look, much. Everywhere is a place. <laughs> Somebody who needs you. Now I have Hotel California in my head. <laughs> Welcome to the hotel. Wait, oh, sorry. crap. They do have a song. And that's not a bad song either. Shit. But Hotel California is not a fun song. It's a, it's a sad it's, song. It it's a sad. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a sad Ghost. song. But it was like the best yeah. one to play on Guitar Hero, though. <laughs> not through the fire and flames? No. That song is stupid. I'm. And my name is Jonas is really fun to play. My name is Excuse Jonas. Da, 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 da. Okay. Gonna... I'm carrying this the is... wind. 
Thanks for all you've shown us. I don't <laughs> this is know how we fail. Weezer. <laughs> it's Weezer. What? Got oh my gosh. What so bad about Weezer? Right now. Na, na, na. <laughs> Like so much bad, like okay, I'm done. Much Sorry. like this <laughs> podcast, I think everybody needs to keep in mind for Mark Bergman, you need to expect the unexpected. Expect yes. the fucking unexpected. Bam! Exactly. Oh, Pretty sure I tweeted that this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Is exactly what I tweeted this week. <laughs> expect the unexpected, motherfuckers. You just <laughs> never know what Mark Bergman has up his sleeve. I will never count him out of anything. No matter yeah. what anybody tells me, until the ink is dried on that new contract, yeah, I won't. I won't believe that he's not at least in it somehow. Watch. Yeah. JT is probably going to sign with Calgary. It's like, oh, nobody saw no, that coming. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. It would be funny though. I, I just like, imagine oh, him in weird. their uniform, and it's quite hilarious. Yager's last stand. <laughs> JT, you should play here. Okay, if you say so, Yager. It'd be such a crazy storyline, but anyway, like be Star Wars. The thing that um, Bob McKenzie Bobby. brought up last year about wanting to play in a real hockey market and a Canadian hockey market. If you're talking about Toronto, who is there pitching, it's like, what is Toronto going to fucking do? Mm-hmm. Like, how, right? I mean, obviously, they spent two hours telling Tavares what they were going to do. But, like, how do you present that to Austin Matthews? Who? And yeah, right? <laughs> beyond beyond and, all that, how do you present your budget to John Tavares and say, yes, I promise we have enough yeah. dollars for you, even with yes. all these young people needing new contracts? No and problem. All of these teams have to move heaven and earth to figure out, like within their cap space, to figure out how they're going to fit John Tavares into their team Whereas Montreal's got it ready. It's ready. It's ready. It's done. All you have to do is say yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only team I, w- I would worry a little bit about in regards to cap space and all the intangibles of what uh, UFA is looking for in a city, goddamn Vegas, man. Yeah. That's the only one where I'm like, damn it, they just might be able to pull it off. And then my mom it will be insufferable. <laughs> It cannot happen for that reason. I would be so upset. Sorry, mother. You're allowed to be happy. Vegas. But not in this. This is mine, mom. Was Vegas was fun last year, but they're not a hockey market. I don't like know. Vegas, That's a toughie. They have a lot of what? fun over there with hockey. They have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of fun with hockey because their team was winning. Exactly. And the thing Ooh. is, I don't know if they're going to be... Mm, I don't. I, know. I don't. I don't know how they're going to be next year. I know. How? Not good. Oh. <laughs> they're going to be bad. I don't know. I'm so because I thought this last year. I'm like, nah, this is going to be really bad, and then it was not really bad. I'm like, oh, so I can't say anything your, about Vegas. They have a sort your of. Your mom has brainwashed you. My yeah. mom. Well, I mean, She's, if you were you're be, damaged. If you're going to be brainwashed by anyone, why not my mom? <laughs> That's fair. The way to go. That's fair. No, but... um, That's how it works. So that's like the only... It is how it works. And (laughs) I guess. (laughs) No, it's just a... um, Yeah, in in all of this, if it's not Montreal, I'm like, man, Vegas, that would be such a flippin' thing for them to do. And I'll be super angry. The thing is, 
Montreal didn't need to go meet with him. They didn't need no. to. Like you said, he's already met with Shea Weber, apparently. And then after Brendan Gallagher submitted his essay to Correct. John Tavares, Which we will talk what about. else? Yep. What else does he need other than to read that and be like, yep, offer me any money and I'll be there. I, I would walk into yeah. that. Reading that, yeah. I'd be like, yes, sign me up right now. And Carrie Price. Yes. I don't give a shit about the year that he had last year. I don't give a shit. Who do you want to play with? I mean, who's going to help you move? Carrie's got the truck. And I mean, it's just... Shay can carry literally everything in one hand. Shay everything. Can just everything. It's like, here you go, little brother. Be careful. He's like the dad from The Incredibles. He is. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my Did you guys God. see that yet? No, I haven't. No. Yet. Oh, it's so We're going much fun. to this weekend. So much, oh, so much fun. Yeah, I'm going to go someday when I have a day off. Nice. Oh, God. It's okay. So um, it's just capitalism. Anyway. <laughs> um, um Yeah, but JT and the when it yeah, when it comes to the Habs, the underlying point that we're trying to make is just that don't count the Habs out. Yeah. I have a conspiracy theory. Oh. Oh yeah. That's right. I brought it up. Yeah. Bring it. Earlier in DMs. I have a conspiracy theory. I with everybody talking about um Stasny. Uh-huh. Who God bless him. I really don't know Paul. who he is because I, whatever he's a center, I guess, who might be available. Um, everybody's talking up uh, Montreal uh, being in on Stastny, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, haven't heard anything out of Montreal camp out of Stastny, and that has to be for me. It's like it's all this like smoke and mirrors and like um, so much noise. So much noise. And it's it, it almost seems to be like, like even in Montreal, again, how they're all saying, oh, you know, why were you ever even thinking about Tavares? He doesn't care about us and, and you and and he's never coming here and et cetera. But like this whole talk about Stastny and all of the other sort of um, runner ups to John Tavares, all that talk. It's kind of like, it, it's exactly, it is Mark Bergevin's playbook. Like, have everybody talk. Nobody was talking about Montreal that day that they announced that Thomas Vanek was going to go to Montreal at the trade deadline. That was not rumored at all. Nobody was amazing. talking about him. <laughs> it was amazing. When you look, just thinking about the TSN trade, den- <laughs> trade deadline panel... On TV that they were all in shock. They were looking at each other. They didn't know what to say. They were dumbstruck. This has got Mark Bergevin written all over it. And let let us not forget that every time that Mark Bergevin has talked about um, John Tavares since, you know, April, March, whatever, he has been super chill. He hasn't been offended. He hasn't been, oh, my God, I'm not talking about this. He's, he's just been super relaxed. He joked about it on on French TV. He's uh, he's been super relaxed every time he's been with the media since then. Heck yeah. And it's I don't know if it's because he already knows something because God forbid he would not tamper ever. He's by the book, but well, he's not Lou Lamorello, freaking feisty little bastard. Lou Lamorello, <laughs> but it, it, he's just been so chill. 
like, that's what I keep going back to. Like, this guy's been, like, so calm uh, on the subject of John Tavares for months. It's not like, like, today, uh, Darren Dreger said on the radio, Montreal is not surprised, and they have known for, yesterday, he said this, Montreal has known for months that John Tavares is not even going to listen to them. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, right. It, yeah, that was such a... What an about right? face that was. Holy hell. <laughs> I mean, he was the guy that originally said, you know, it's probably... Before Christmas. JT to Montreal and like... That's right. I mean... it's He didn't say that. He said that... He said that in interest. his opinion, John Tavares would want to play in Montreal for A, B, C, D reasons. Right. And then he dialed it back. Not only dialed it back, but he Precipitously. said... Well, he's... Excellent. He also said, and I remember this, is that Montreal hasn't Montreal's been out of the JT race for months and that he's been <laughs> saying that. He said that. I was like, what? No, that's yeah. a complete fabrication. Yeah. I don't care. I've been if telling you, you for months. I don't care if you like shift like your your decision on something, but you gotta say, you know, I thought this back in the day. Now I think this, not like a blanket statement. No, I never Oh my God! It just yeah. That that so annoyed me. He's never said, "I know I told you this way back when, but now this." He's right. just completely changed his tune, and even suggested that the rumor started in Montreal. Right. No. I'm sorry, Darren. No, no, no. Darren, maybe, maybe he was in Montreal when he said it. Oh. <laughs> That's possible. It's That's totally the only way possible. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we can we can go ad infinitum uh, when it comes to uh, talking mm-hmm. about JT and our chances with that. But the thing that's super interesting because of the timing of it was Brandon Gallagher's, you know, expose on Montreal and talk about how great it's the city is. all part of my plan. It that is. timing was something else, And though. it's also, like, because I saw it pop up on my Twitter feed. I haven't read it. I'm sorry. I haven't read it yet. But apparently, by all accounts of my fabulous other hosts, it's incredible. And it should be because Montreal is an incredible city. It's an incredible hockey town. And I kind of think... That Montreal, the management, Mark Bergevin and Jeff Molson, they were thinking, you know, we can just have Brandon Gallagher write something for us, put on social media, and, you know, JT will see it. And every other UFA. So, let's just well, do that. Well, to, to be quite honest with you, like, piggybacking off of what Veronica just said about, was it Bob McKenzie who said, like, he wants to Bobby. be a part of a yes. winning team, winning culture. He wants that. This is literally the whole last paragraph of the essay that he wrote. There are a lot of different things that go into deciding where to play, family, contracts. But when it comes down to it, the biggest thing any hockey player wants is a winning culture. And the Montreal Canadiens have done that better than anyone in the history of the NHL. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? If if he he didn't just address that that to John Tavares, he he couldn't have been any clearer in my mind. Like it could have just said, "Dear John Tavares," at the beginning, yeah. and I, I would not be less surprised than I am reading it right now. Like, and then just... Jeff Molson retweeted it. He hasn't mm-hmm. tweeted since Anything. like Friday. Anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 It's interesting. We know. We know. We oh, all wow. watched Harriet the Spy. It's true. <laughs> Figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I know it's how just it goes. like when you know something is a thing, you're not like freaking out. You're not you're not affected by outside noises and everything that everybody else is saying. And it's just a thing. Like, you know, if I'm Mark Birchban, I'm like yeah, listen to fucking who Dallas and all of these teams and that that cannot that are going to have to like twist themselves into a pretzel to give you what you want. I have been planning for years on you being a UFA this year, and I've been clearing out cap space ever since. And you can come here and be the man and. I don't need to go and say this to you face to face. Like this is just something that you need to know. And I will tell you if if John Tavares signs with or, or remains with the Islanders. Too bad, so sad. I'm just yeah, I'm just gonna say, oh my god, you're so dumb, and I'm so <laughs> sorry that I wasted all this time on wanting you to be a Montreal Canadian because you're so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Like, really dumb. Like, Islanders? Oh, my God. So dumb. <laughs> God. I mean, God bless you, Halak, but, man. Yeah. I mean, he's still on the team. <laughs> oh, oh, I like Yarrow. So Absolutely. do I. He's a good I, guy. I, I like love Yarrow. He's not Carey Price. Right. So that no. actually brings me to the next thing I wanted to bring up from oh this Brendan God. Gallagher essay. I'm oh gonna I'm gonna read another part too because yes. I feel like this is quintessentially why um, we love this team and yeah. might snowball into our next topic. Let me see if I can get there from here. Um, <laughs> so so Gallagher says um, about trying to win in Montreal. We know it won't be easy, and we know there will need to be changes, but we're a confident group. We're confident because we have a great locker room here. Years like the one we just had are the ones where you realize it the most. No one ever started pointing fingers. If anything, we pulled closer together. With the guys we have, we really enjoy coming to the rink every day and growing together as a group. We have a good mix, too. We have some great veteran leaders and some young guys who are just about to enter their prime. Then there's Carey Price. <laughs> and, I think, and I think his next sentence is just perfect. Carey Price is Carey Price. You don't even need yeah. to say anything more than that. Like, if that doesn't, if that doesn't convince you right there, come play for us. I don't think anything else will. For sure. That's it. Yeah, no, that's good. Good job, Brandon. That was a good summation. Granted, uh, I think uh, it is a little funny though, and this is a little bit of a stab when they mentioned the pointing fingers. No, nope, don't you dare. Okay. okay. No, I just, it oh, makes okay. it makes me think of uh, Philip Deneau and Paul Byron at the uh, near the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, hmm. Me too. I can imagine that Brendan in that particular, of course he's going to be selling things, but I can imagine he was thinking of the real Habs. <laughs> the core? The core. Yeah. The they core. weren't pointing fingers, but we'll have to see how it works out. I hope it does. Those guys were not pointing fingers. They were holding people accountable mm -hmm. and showing leadership. You know, like with Paul Byron saying people have to pick up their socks and do their shit around here because it's fucking enough. That's leadership. And I if I'm, hear, I didn't hear him name any names. No, he no. didn't. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he, they both also said like everybody, including themselves, needs to mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. it, it was, it was never 
these people need to put their act together. Maybe that's what people take from it because that's how well, people now that I'm starting to make inferences. It, right, right. No, I think that's closer to the point, actually. Now I'm starting to think about what they did say because my memory is impeccable. I can remember every word ever. Um, You're usually 100% accurate. I'm usually sure. 100% yeah. accurate. Do not yeah. look at the SoundCloud comments of me commenting myself <laughs> saying, well, this is incorrect. Like, for example, the Max Domi draft. I totally fucked that up. Sorry, everybody. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was drafted 12th in the same draft that Galchenyuk was drafted. No, completely incorrect. Where was he drafted? The year after, at like 13th. Oh. <laughs> I was off by year and a position. God, stupid. <laughs> Can I just say one more thing about um, Gallagher's letter? Yes. It's actually, it's really more about the Montreal Canadiens in general. Um, with the exception, I think, of the Washington Capitals, I don't see non-goaltender players talking about their goaltender the way oh. the Habs talk about their goaltender. Like when they mm -hmm. do, when they, it would, if it's um, post-game interviews, if it's um, something extracurricular, what, whatever, um, the, the, the players do not talk about their netminders the same way that the Habs talk about Carey Price. Yeah. And that's it. It's that's true. <clears throat> that's all I, I wanted to say. I that. do also think it's interesting that in the very next part, talking about Price, he talks about Price and Weber on Team Canada in the Olympics. Nudge, nudge, mm -hmm. John Tavares. Uh -huh. Remember how great that yeah. was? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. And let's not Izzo. forget my twin peak, as Dave would say. Huh? My pin tweet. My oh, pin tweet. I was going to say Twin Peaks. <laughs> David Lynch. I, I, no, yeah, no, I we're not. The, we I shouldn't go know. there. That's a, Let's not talk about Lynch. That is a complicated uh, subject. Oh, I want to now, tweet. but we can't. <laughs> Talks about John Tavares's checklist, and in that infamous uh, sort of the NHLPA survey. Player survey the player survey, they talked about Carey Price is the hardest goalie to score on. Ever. That is what the players said. The players said this. I don't give a shit about how <laughs> Carey Price, I do not give a shit None. about mm -hmm. his season last year. I don't give a fuck. None. Or what media wants to say year. about it. Or, or what the media shit. wants to say media. about him. Or his fucking He's old. He's washed up. I do not give a shit. The players talked about him. He is the hardest goalie to score on. Uh, Shea Weber. One of the most respected players in the fucking league. Yeah. He's in Montreal. The players' favorite arena to play in. Montreal. The best ice to play in. Montreal. Montreal. Right? That's what the Stop players said. fucking Done. talking about how it makes sense that John Tavares would shun Montreal and not allow them to have a place at the table in fucking Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of it. Yeah. This all plays into my plan? Yup. And I'm just sitting back and enjoying it because Absolutely. nobody like uh, I, I I don't care about how long any team spent in front of John Tavares in in Los Angeles. I don't. Why give did a you shit have about, to spend that long in front like, of him? Like right? 
Yeah. Two hours? Did you you needed two hours to talk up your team? Exactly. Is, are things that bad? You need to talk that long? We got a good rap. No, place. really. Listen. Listen. I promise. It's good. Wait. We're going to do this. We're gonna, oh, oh, and my favorite thing was today. Today I saw LeBron say, I'm not sure if I already said this, but about how the last time um, Toronto learned its lesson because from the last time that they pitched to Steven Stamkos. Oh, right. They went, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, they brought the God. mayor. They brought the mayor of <laughs> Toronto to their meeting. The mayor. <laughs> and Steven Samkos was like, fuck, I'm out. I am out. <laughs> what is happening? What is, he did not even let anybody negotiate. He went, like, it was before July 1. He's like, I'm staying with Tampa. And, of course, Steven Stamkos stayed with Tampa because he had a really good team. Yeah. It's not about the tax situation. It's not about his salary. It's not about everything else. He had a good team, and he still has a really good team. Anyways, there's so much noise and so much, like, side talk about everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Call me crazy because I don't care. Obviously, if you've been following following me on Twitter, I do not care if you think I'm crazy. Go ahead and call me crazy. This isn't over. And I'll talk to you sometime next week. That's right. That's right. That's it. Yep. UFAs start on Sunday, Canada Day, for all those that are paying Canada attention. Canada Day. Canada Day. I am literally considering waking up super early Sunday and just going to Montreal. <laughs> oh, do it. I don't know. I'm do it so for me, Dave. Canada Day in Montreal, though. I don't think it's oh. a holiday there. Oh, probably not. Oh, no shit. It's not. No. You know, I was speaking to one of our. No, I think it is. People. No, it's that, Saint Jean Baptiste. Yes, that is the they main. Something else. That That's like, the day. See, so are they are they doing weekend. that on Sunday, or are they waiting until Monday, or is Monday just the day people don't go to work? Yeah, you still celebrate Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't okay. think that Monday is a holiday in Quebec. Hmm. Because from what I saw on Twitter, different, you know, pictures or whatever, is that Saint Jean Baptiste is the sort of national holiday in Quebec. That was last because, Monday. Right. Well, because the signs at the liquor stores were, we are closed on Saint-Jean-Baptiste. We're open on Canada Day. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All I know is that America Day is on a Wednesday, and that's like, <laughs> oh, we get, we get Wednesday <laughs> off. Good <Super>. day. <laughs> Yes, I understand. It's Independence Day, but if Canada has a Canada Day, and that's like sort of pseudo that's their right. Independence Day, then I could call the Independence yeah. Day in the States America Day. Because you should claim it. <sighs> I don't know if I care. I'd, I'd rather not. though. <laughs> Just this was not a good um, week. This is no. this is why I, 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 it was my such pin, a fucking bad week. Not a my ba- pin for a, my work suspenders came today, so I have my Canadian flag. Not a for good this yeah. weekend for Wednesday. Not a good year. Nice. Not a good yeah. two years. Nope. Let's anyway. Let's focus on the positive. Look to the future. Crap! That was uh, gonna be a really bad segue into my next topic. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this is about the time to address this, though. Let me take a look here, and then we can okay, get back I'm, to really happy wait, things. I'm I'm gonna segue because I was gonna do it from what I was saying before. Segue. So. <laughs> 
Brandon Gallagher spent a lot of his essay talking about how great the room is and the core is and the veteran leadership and the young guys coming into their prime. Mark Bergevin has spent six years talking about character and attitude. And as I said to you guys in DMs, I know nobody's forgotten these words because they have mocked him mercilessly about them Mm -hmm. for six years. So why, if you know this is so important to him, why would you even entertain the baseless rumors created by two unknown accounts about signing this awful person yeah. who I don't even want to say who their name. Who fucking knows these trolls? Right. And that is a topic that we yes. discussed before coming on the podcast, how we want to address it. And uh, my take on it is just that, uh, yeah, the, that guy is absolute trash and he shouldn't be even considered on any team or league. Uh, but more to my point would be to the accounts that started, you know, uh, talking about the possibility that he could, uh, be, he's being entertained, uh, by the Habs. Um, and we can, and and people can have the absolute right to be outraged, but to be outraged, outraged at the team that hadn't said anything about the guy is to me seems rather misguided because the outrage should be to these people that would even suggest it would be going on because that's one thing like sure some people ask these accounts questions but it's like oh yeah well i have a source okay that that's nice do you know how airtight airtight the habs are for god's sake we mentioned it before with vanek but more recently nobody saw gauchenik moving to arizona or anywhere, no. for nope, instance. No. Zero, zero, zero chatter that day for the Habs on the trade front. Nobody knew. And in this regard, in this particular situation, nobody knows. And we have plenty of evidence to the contrary to know that it's baseless. So the thing is, we have... Sorry, can I just say one more thing too? And then I'm going to be done. The Habs are the low-hanging fruit right now. People are loving to hate them right now. And so people know that if they say anything and it's negative about the Habs, they're going to get lots of likes and retweets and people are going to be talking about them and they're going to get their 15 minutes. And um, I just don't think that this is the place. I mean, create all your negative rumors you want. Lord knows you're going to. This isn't the place to do it. Not with this kind of character no so this kind of person so sure okay i'm done now that's what i was gonna say is that we've got this guy in in russia or wherever and he's really savvy and he understands that the montreal fan base is super like knee-jerk uh trigger happy and whatever he's gonna say about the habs is gonna gain traction and um whether it's like, I don't know why he wants to sort of stimulate the fan base uh, to sign his player because we have no fucking effect on what what is going to happen with his player. But he understands that whatever is going to happen in social media is going to ignite. Um, but let's not forget that he tried to trigger this or, or at least probably um, Voynov's agent tried to trigger this a couple of months ago. And it turned up to be nothing, like the talk just kind of fizzled out. But what's happening is, so his agent phoned the Canadians or whatever, and they talk 
then that becomes into the Canadians are talking to Voynov's agent and then everybody becomes incensed and it becomes this thing and then it died out and then he's bringing it up again because he like Ashley said he understands that if you talk about the Canadians that's going to trigger a controversy with whether it be by incensed Canadians fans or Leafs fans who want to make fun of Canadians fans or whatever it's going to turn into this whole thing on social media but Mark Bergevin does not give a fuck about what happens on social media. He's made that very clear uh, without having to say so for a very long time. And the whole Voinov thing is just something that has served uh, fans to sort of occupy themselves with on social media all this time. It's it's not going to be anything. Um, one of our one of our followers on Twitter, who I forget what his handle is because it's so complicated, but he he said if the Montreal Canadiens changed their goal song because the singer of the goal song got a DUI, and if they traded Zach Cassian after he'd been in rehab because he fucked up. Mm-hmm. And they traded him. Why are they? Cons- why would they be so-called "quote-unquote" considering Slava Voinov, who is a garbage human being? Right. It's not a thing. Right, so right. stop it. And further uh, to that point, and I know Beth, you have something to say about this too. But uh, I will mention the last thing that I actually forgot to mention earlier is that we can't expect the Habs, the management the social media team to take pot shots at every little rumor that surfaces. They run a tight ship. Anything that comes out of the Habs is official and they don't have to say anything to the contrary <clears throat> in order to, you know, squash, you know, all these little fires that happen. It's, phys- it's, it's impossible f- to expect that of them, even in regards to uh, the new um, policy on transparency which I don't believe this actually falls into because this isn't news from the Habs. And that's it. No. That's absolutely it. Now, Beth, I know you mentioned that you had uh, something that you wanted to say about this. Yeah. Um, so a few months ago, there was... I think this is when the when it was first mentioned that Voinov wanted to come back to the NHL. One uh, it thing was with that, if I may, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. That was an, no a Russian article that was mistranslated yeah. and spread like wildfire, yeah. but continue. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, one of the first teams that was mentioned happened to be the Kings because that's where he was before. Um, and I, I didn't, I, I quoted the tweet and I didn't like at the Kings, but I, their, their team name was in my tweet, I think. And I was just like, I'll be really disappointed if this, this happens. Um, and that stands for, the Kings, the Montreal Canadiens, or any team in the NHL. I'm honestly very disappointed and frustrated with the NHL that they have not banned him yeah. for what he's done. Um, I'm frustrated with the fact that he, um, if he is allowed back into the United States um, next week, that then he will have the opportunity to go plead his case to the NHL to be allowed back in. Um, I, I don't think he's... Like, 
I don't. Yeah, like, it's not a given that he's Good not that he's going to be allowed back. Actually, but he shouldn't have the opportunity at all. Yeah, no. Um, you just brought up. The, a, I'm sorry. You just brought up a super good point in regards to that because there's still like he's still on parole. Yeah, it ends on yeah. July second. Right, and so okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, there. Probation. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Um, there's becoming more of a transparent of there's more of an obvious issue um with domestic violence things occurring in the league like there's i mean i can name three off the top of my head and there could be more i don't know like i hope not but um with the the league i feel like is doing a lot to address issues um, as they come up. They're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done in all areas, in all areas. But this is something that I think has not really been addressed. Um, And there's, I don't always agree with this adage, but people always say um, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I know that we cannot expect social media teams or, actual people in charge to address every rumor and address every complaint that fans have. But I hope that the fact that so many people on Twitter, not just Habs fans, but other hockey fans on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and wherever are telling the league, Hey, we don't want people like this. You need to um, have a policy about, people like this and do something about people like this because we don't want to cheer for them. We don't want them on our hockey teams. Like, I'm not saying that they're going to come out tomorrow and say, Hey, okay, we've decided we're going to do this, but I hope that people speaking out makes them take notice. Here, here. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I agree with you, Beth. I have no problem with people making that kind of point and making their feelings known. Cause I think that's important the part that annoyed me with the whole process is like I said, a people believing these silly rumors and then B, Oh, Habs, what did you do now? Like, that's just another in this long yeah. line of follies that they've had. Like, come on, that's not the issue here. It's not a, I don't know why you're believing it in the first place. And B it's not like it's this ridiculous line of insanities that's happened. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I, and especially when there is such a bigger issue, um, at the core of it all that I think it's a little bit ridiculous the turn it's taken but right anyway so talking about taking turns um no I believe stop it's Plekanic's turn to come back to oh, the house okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turtle turtlenecks for everyone turtlenecks everywhere <laughs> I would be super pleased and I'm pretty sure that all of you guys were saying he's coming back and now, if Bob yeah. says it, now, I believe it. Now the Bob, Bob says father. it. It's turtleneck time, baby. It's turtleneck yeah. time. <laughs> and that would be super exciting. I would be very, very pleased to have Plakanek back on the Habs. Um, the the I wouldn't even call it a rumor because it came from a verified account that um, <laughs> the suggestion that Bob McKenzie Blue said, "Do not be surprised if Plakanek is in the run for Montreal again." And I'm like, hell yes. I yeah. hope it happens. Give him his thousand games, and once he plays that one thousand game, if he just leaves to Aruba, fine, good, good job, Plucky. <laughs> he deserves to go to Aruba. Exactly. Him and that's exactly right. 
That's and right. any fan who is uh, <laughs> going to abandon the CH mm. because Placanich gets re-signed, fuck right off. I'm sorry. He's yeah. not going to get $9 million. No. He's going to get whatever it is for one year. He's going to play his thousandth game in the CH. And he has done nothing but represent the CH with honor and absolutely no um, controversy on or off the ice. Why would you not want to see this guy back? Like, if you're yearning for tradition, let's allow this. Don't be mad I, about it. I 100% think this was the play the whole time. I think yeah. I think you want him back in the room because he took one for the team by agreeing to go to the Leafs. We got some good stuff yes. in return. Oh, and then, punishment. Exactly. And it was, for sure, we're going to sign you back July 1st. No problem. Yeah. I, I 100% think this was the play from the beginning. I really hope it plays out that way. Absolutely. And I just realize something and I may be wrong about this <laughs> and I haven't heard it anywhere except in my head because I just thought of it now what's the Markov situation in Russia oh I have thought about this a lot right I, I, I honestly think he has two years in, uh, in yeah, Akhavis, it's Kazan, my so he can't come that... back see I'm thinking oh if they're getting plucky maybe they'll bring back yeah. Markov because they got the money if things yeah. want to happen and it's like, well, wouldn't that be a crazy effing thing? Two veteran players getting their thousandth game. But no, that's it's baseless. I just thought of it. I'm like, oh, well, how about Markov? And there it, it would be lovely. Yes, it would be. Lovely. From my understanding, it's not contractually Possibly. feasible. Right. Yeah. Okay. It would be wonderful. And it would be wonderful. I mean. If Markov decided to fuck you, his KHL team, mm -hmm. it might be might be possible. But I do think, I mean, I have no idea, but uh, I think that Markov is happy in Russia with his family and being settled there now. Right. Um, I don't know him. I would not be surprised if he decided that for his like career point of view, he'd want to come back to the NHL and do something in Montreal for his last year of play. Um, but I don't think that it's uh, right now. It doesn't seem to be in the cards. Right. Okay. No, I was just thinking off the top of my head, like, Oh, I wonder what Markov's doing. And there it is. Oh, it would be lovely. It would be so lovely. Um, so then yeah. the next topic on our agenda, which we might have to kind of rush through, but uh, the mm -hmm. Habs Development Camp has released their list, and there are some excellent names on there that I kind of wanted to shoot through. Uh, everyone remember the Alexandra Alain uh, issues or the uh, when we signed him from, was it Armada? Yeah. Unfortunately, he's injured, yep. so he's not going to be at the development camp, but he was invited. No, no, no. We also have uh, Will Bitten is going to be there. Uh, some Russian guy yeah. named Vladimir Bjorkvin. Uh, that's good. Correct. Fancy. Unfortunately, Jake Evans is also injured. And I was like, oh, man. That was the guy that we got from Notre, <laughs> Notre Dame that was in the finals for the NCAA. Uh, Jack Gorniak is going. Uh, who else we got here? Who else we got here? 
Uh, Yoni Ikonen, that was one guy people were really excited for, but of course he had to have surgery on his knee, so he's going to be out for a few months, actually. But, you know, that's sad. But what's not sad is that number 47, <laughs> Jasperi Kotkaniemi, will be at development camp, and that's... He's sweet. wearing 47. Yes, I love he that. is. <laughs> now, more to that point, too... Um, According to the article I'm reading now, it's from the Habs website. Uh, they're saying it's open to the public. It's at the sports uh, complex in Brassard. And, uh, you know, you can just walk in and watch, you know, some of the kids play. Oh, Ryan Paling's also going to be there, our future nice. centerman, who might be coming to the uh, AHL team this coming season. That will be very cool. Uh, Antoine Waked is going as well. I'm just flying through names here. Jesse Eglonen. <laughs> Was he a recent pick this year? Yeah. Yeah, and he's going to be there too. Isn't that cool? And yeah. uh, so those are all the offensive people. He's the blonde kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, goaltenders. Yeah, Michael McNiven is going to be there. Uh, Gabriel Molohil, uh, Caden Primo, and uh, that one Etienne Marcou. Get to see how he does. And then uh, Stephen Dillon. No idea who he is. He's a tryout. Ooh. Yeah, there's a few tryouts. I was looking at the list earlier. Isn't that and exciting? Oh. On, yeah. For them. Yeah, it is. For them, yeah. yeah. I was, I, I, my mouth doesn't work. Um, <laughs> I was looking at the list earlier, and it said that he was from Jackson, Mississippi. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. So I went and looked him up. But then it, but Elite Prospect says he's from Buffalo, New York. So, hey, hey like, he's a New Yorker. Hello, hello. I was like, okay. I just got excited that there was a hockey player from Mississippi yeah. for <laughs> no reason. That's my only input to this part of the conversation. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I would, I would have been excited too. Except, nah, I would have been excited. I can't say anything bad about Mississippi. <laughs> I mean, I could, but I don't wanna. It's south of the Mason-Dixon, yeah. and I get kind of leery about those states. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty bad. True. So, with that being I... said, what are our Habs thoughts of the week? I have three things. Oh, Your I first. Have two. She's oh, yawning. Are you one. yawning? What? Oh, I remembered the song. <laughs> are you yawning? Am I me? Yeah. Oh, no, I was, like, being excited, and I raised my hands up in the oh, air. Oh, okay, okay. Because I... I knew that's what you were doing. I could hear it. I could hear <laughs> it. I could hear yeah, the hands. I was like, the arms in the air. You sounded like my kids. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> I think... I think one of our thing... One of my things is probably somebody else's or all of ours. So I'm going to... Actually, I'm just going to do one of mine, and... If the others <laughs> come up, I will mention, I will be like, yay. Chime in. Perfect. Yeah. So my thing that's, my my thing that goes by itself, um, it's Nikita Sherback <laughs> yet again doing taxi trivia. Oh my God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's like, I, Was that a repeat or did they actually do it again? No, I think they did it again. What? Yeah. Yeah. He I like, think so too. It's like the third time. Like he went, he did it twice, <laughs> went on vacation with his girlfriend and he's like, okay, UP, I'm back. Let's go. He's just <laughs> the funniest thing. I love him. He's I just love him. That's he's all. so funny. I love how, like, sometimes he's like jokes around with them, with the, with the people in the car, and then other times he's really critical of the players. I don't know. Wow. It just he's like he's like 
you need to work on that. <laughs> is that you were wrong? No, you were wrong. Um, but it's he's really funny, and I I watched that today, and it was very enjoyable. Nice. And it Excellent. just tickled me that he's that's what he's doing this summer is summer trivia, taxi trivia. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's a Lyft driver over the summer, earning extra cash. Heck yeah, yeah. resourceful yeah. child, as resourceful on the ice as he is on the roads. He's saving up for yeah. more dog hoodies because now we got he has two dogs. Oh, he's got he's got to oh stock God. up on those hoodies now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> I I have two things. One is very obviously the Brendan Gallagher essay. Damn it. <laughs> it's just you haven't even read it yet you can't pick it yeah. it was I like the yeah. title it was just so <laughs> awesome and like exactly how I feel and it was just so nice to hear coming from my favorite player and I just I don't know it made my heart very happy today to read that um the other thing that's made my heart happy this week is Andrew Shaw's complete glee <gasps> over his daughter oh, oh my god I just Man. She like, is so cute. And he's Holy just crap. so crazy in love with her <laughs> that it makes my heart so happy every time he posts it. And I he's just gonna have that dad power next season. Uh, he is. He's gonna score forty yeah. goals. Forty. Calling it right now. Forty. Bam. Oh, I hope he goes to the all star game <laughs> and then he can <laughs> take Andy out on the ice. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. He's so cute. Oh my God. Anyway, his glee makes me also gleeful. So awesome. that was those are my happy things this week. Nice. Yeah. Not it. Okay, Dave. I have a thing. And that is... So... Since last week, every time that something has come up about John Tavares or about uh, Habs fans sort of... uh, Again, I hate this word, but self-loathing sort of about um, our own team and... Montreal as a city and everything else that kind of thing every time I see it on social media or every time I hear it spoken about on radio that kind of thing makes me happy because I'm like I want to talk to you fucking assholes next week this is going to be so great and you guys are going to change your tune I realize that I sound crazy but I don't see any other possibility for John Tavares other than selecting Montreal as his landing spot Um, for a number of reasons, not the least of which is Shea Weber and Carey Price. And uh, Brendan Gallagher, Max Pacioretty, if he stays, um, uh, Arturi Lekkanen, all of our other scorers, and Paul Byron, and Andrew Shaw, and all of these other pieces that make such a great family for uh, John Tavares, and I know that uh, people on uh, social media like to make fun of me and my optimism and my naivete, but this is something that when I do see it on social media, it makes me smile because I think to myself, you guys are might be unhappy today, but you are going to be happy next week. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say is about... Uh, uh, I did mention it before, but uh, uh, Thomas Blakanich, uh, welcome back. You're going to be back, and this is something that you've earned and something that you deserve, and fans are going to welcome you uh, happily, and you know whatever contract it, it is that you get, I'm sure that it's not going to be something crazy. Um, the other thing is Mark Bergevin. 
has taken a lot of heat, and I think that uh, deservedly so. There, uh, not deservedly so. I I don't think that you have to pile on somebody when he's down, but he has made a lot of mistakes. Um, I think that uh, somebody like him learns from them, and I think he's going to show a lot of people up this season and this off season. And uh, I mean, people like to laugh about what the Habs are going to be this year because they're looking at what they're going to be next year based on who they are today. And free agency hasn't even happened yet. So fuck off about that. So um, I'm happy about Mark Bergevin as well because I, I think that this year he is going to start the turnaround. And um, given the the sort of confidence that he's been shown by his owner, he is going to start doing that. And maybe people might be happy that he wasn't fired early. Yeah. That's it. Sorry. Crap. So long. Sorry. I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Dave, I can I can give you one. <laughs> I was about to mention um I was about to mention uh Niemi's dad's a three piece suit, but I'm like, ah, it doesn't really fit in this. Oh my one. god. Because uh, I think we mentioned it before as well. I was say, I'm pretty sure you talked about that last week. Yeah. yeah I'm so impressed uh, with three piece suits. Man. Damn it. Dave, I can absolutely supply you with one. Uh, I've got a good one. I'm kinda I'm I'm not gonna take it, goddammit, because what I am gonna say is Congratulations again to uh, Jacob De La Rose for Team Sweden because he was super happy on social media about it. Well-deserved. Yeah. And, well, well, what's the one you want to give me anyway, Beth? The prices. Ah! Ah! <gasps> oh, yeah! Oh, my God! There's going to be another price! Ah! Yes! Congratulations. The world needs more prices. Congratulations. Another baby! To the prices on their second coming child thing <laughs> and that's the weirdest way to word that <laughs> I mean it's all correct what I said totally... yeah. I almost bought that card in the store the other day congratulations on your <laughs> second, second coming, coming child, child thing <laughs> little do you know I write a lot of cards so it was sold out though so I couldn't I might as well start right now right <laughs> well anyways those are our good thoughts of the day that was our uh second episode of the second season thank you for listening and we'll be back yeah. next week at some point bye bye, bye. 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 that was abrupt that was nuts oh yeah we're done congratulations to my season the upcoming child bye bye sure answer all the questions oh my